Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B, and this is chapter, just like on a piano, the number of keys, 88. Yes, it is chapter 88, and 88 keys, actually, I believe, if I remember correctly, was a Dick Tracy character? Which is relevant, because today on this chapter, I will be watching the 1990 classic starring Warren Beatty, Al Pacino, and Madonna, Dick Tracy, and doing it... No, I'm not going to do that. I do remember watching that movie back in the day, and I thought it was alright. I don't think it holds... I I can't imagine it holds up very well. Also in that movie was Charlie Cosmo, which, if you're not familiar with who Charlie Cosmo is, he was pretty big back in, like, that year. He did, um, he did Dick Tracy, Hook, and What About Bob, then he disappeared forever, did Can't, and then came back and did Can't Hardly Wait, and then I don't think he ever did anything else since then. Um, I could be wrong. I don't know. Regardless, this isn't the Charlie Cosmo, uh, fan podcast. I don't think one of those exists, but I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> it's not a Dick Tracy podcast either. It's, well, it doesn't need to not be a Dick Tracy. I, you know, that's one of those movies, too, where it's like, I feel like that could be done again. And now, granted, Dick Tracy, I mean, we're going back. I don't I don't remember when it first, Dick Tracy first started, but it was a comic in, like, the newspapers. Then there was the cartoon. And I definitely remember them bringing, like, playing the cartoon a lot around that time. I mean, the old ver- the old cartoon, like, just, like, I don't know, whatever, like, on in the afternoon or whatever with the cartoons, like, Bugs Bunny and Dick Tracy or whatever, just because the movie was coming out and they kind of want to get the Dick Tracy vibe out there, or it was already out, I don't, I don't remember. But regardless um, of any of that, we are going to discuss some movies. Now, I didn't really get around to seeing very many movies uh, since last week, and... Um, but I did, I did see one. I did watch one. I finally got around to seeing, I didn't go to the movies or anything, but I did finally uh, watch Cold Pursuit, Liam Neeson. Um, and if you've seen any Liam Neeson movie in the past, I don't know, 10 years since one or whatever Taken come, came out, it's pretty much the same. It's just about the environment. So either he's like, Trying to get revenge for something that happened to his kid or something. Or, you know, whatever. Taken, for, for example. Or he's on some sort of vehicle and he needs to, like, solve something. Because I think he had the commuter last year, which is very similar to uh, whatever the one when he was on a plane. <laughs> um, commuter on a plane. I, I forget what that was called. Uh, but then there's been Taken... And then, obviously, uh, Cold Pursuit, and obviously Taken 2 and 3. But then there was Walk Among the Tombstones, which is very similar. Like, the son got in trouble and and whatever. And, honestly, that's very similar to this movie. Uh, It's not great. Um, It's, uh... It it takes a weird direction. And, And it was something that... I don't remember at all from, like, the trailer or... Or the um, even the commercials or whatever, it goes down this whole like Native American like thing. It, it it's really weird. It's really weird. 
it's I don't get it, and it's like all of a sudden, like you you're like, did did I change the channel? Am I watching a completely different movie now? Uh, it it doesn't t- make a ton of sense. Uh, and then there's this kid, and uh, it's just it's all about kids and sons and getting in trouble and stuff happening, and like there's I don't know, it, it's it's not great. Uh, it didn't do very well, I don't think either. In the in the theaters, which was it's too bad because like when I originally when I initially saw that trailer, I think I went to go see I don't know some movie and the trailer was on in front of it. I'm like, hmm, this could be good, and it wasn't. It was it just wasn't. It, 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 it and the whole vibe of the movie was just really weird based off of what I was thinking it was going to be. Um, certainly from the trailer and the commercials and it, and just you know. Having it being a Liam Neeson type, you know, one of those movies. Um, yeah. Weird. Uh, but but Liam Neeson's going to... I think he'll be back on his feet. He's in the new Men in Black movie, so... Sure. Whatever. Um, but no, that was the only movie I actually saw, uh, you know, since the last episode. Um I do plan on going to see a movie this weekend. I don't know exactly what I'm going to see yet. I was planning on seeing the Godzilla King of the Monsters, but uh, I've been seeing some reviews and it doesn't sound like it's very good, which is unfortunate because the last one was pretty good. Although, I don't... I can't remember, like, if the reviews were good, but I liked it. Uh, but I might, I might still check it out. I mean, the only other movie I was really kind of thinking about maybe, maybe... I guess there was two other movies I was kind of thinking about... Brightburn, although that didn't get great reviews, um, it still seems interesting to me, so I still might go check that out, and then Ma kinda seems interesting, I guess, um, but I don't know, it just, it doesn't quite catch my appeal, I mean, it, it seems interesting, you know, it's kind of a horror movie, blah 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 type thing, but I don't know, it just doesn't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm just, it doesn't quite catch my interest enough to go, to want to go see it. Um, I mean, eventually I'll probably watch it or whatever, but to go see it, I don't know. But I still need to use my third, uh, movie for this month, so I gotta go see something. And it technically goes to, like, the fourth, I think, or the third, I don't even know. Uh, but this weekend counts, so I can go see a movie this weekend. Um... So, yeah, out of one of those movies, I guess. I, I have no interest in seeing Rocket Man. Um, that's the only other movie that's coming out this weekend. And Aladdin. No, no, thank you. I mean, Aladdin was fine back when I was... When it came out when I was like 10 or whatever. Um, or 11, however old I was when the original came out. Um, and Robin Williams was good as the genie. But he was a cartoon. Will Smith's just the blue Will Smith. And then sometimes he's not even blue. And he's just Will Smith. And it's like, dude, he's a genie now? I thought he was a rapper. <laughs> but he's not a rapping genie. Because we know who that, that that's Kazam. Of course, the rapping genie. Not to be confused with Shazam. Who's actually Captain Marvel. Um, but not that Captain Marvel. I don't want to get into it again. But anyways. Um, but speaking of Captain Marvel. And kind of the Avengers and Marvel and whatever. Uh, we got Spider-Man coming up next month, but, um, or a little over a month, um, they did change the release date, I think I talked about this, but, uh, 
also Spider-Man. Uh, Avengers, uh, how's it doing in the... I, I, I talk about this every week, but it's, it's always interesting to know because it's doing these numbers that we haven't seen... Um, you know, you don't see very often, I should say. I mean, obviously the opening weekend was ridiculous. But now it's settling into that, where is it going to end up? And it, it just became the second movie ever to cross over $800 million domestically. And while that's amazing and great and everything, it's 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 still $135 million away from where uh, Star Wars uh, Force Awakens is. So I, I, I don't... And I've said, I said this the last couple of weeks. I, I just don't see it being able to catch that. Now, internationally, or worldwide, I should say, or either, both, I guess, um, will it be able to catch Avatar? And that one, I kind of had a better... I thought the odds, were, the, the chances of that were better. Um, but it, there's still it's still a million... million uh, it's still a hundred million... Uh, dollars away from from uh catching avatar uh so currently uh it sits at let's see two two hundred and point seven or whatever and an avatar is at two point seven eight eight million uh, billion so you still got another hundred million dollars to go I don't know if it's going to be able to do it. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't know well enough how it's doing domestic. Uh, you know, in in other countries, um, still, you know, because uh, like even domestically, uh, you know, for Memorial Day weekend, and I'll count the four day Memorial Day weekend if you want. You know, it, it did twenty two million dollars, which that's pretty good. But like, I mean, like I said, there's more movies coming out. I, I don't think it's going to do another twenty million dollars this weekend. If it does like fifteen, that that'd be crazy. That'd be great, but that's still eighty-five million dollars to go. But that's worldwide. I don't know how it's doing outside of that. Um, I guess I could probably have done the math to see how it where it was before the weekend and then after. But you know, I'm not gonna bother with that. It's fine. Um, just a quick little update to see how it is doing. Um, yeah, I don't. It, it's definitely not gonna catch the domestic. Uh, Worldwide, there's still a chance. There's still a chance. They could always do one of those things, too, that I kind of think is BS, but whatever. Uh, and, like, re-release it, like, at the end of the summer. Back in theaters for a special weekend. Engagement. And then try to bump up the numbers that way. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Whatever. Uh, that's about it for movies, though. I mean, uh, like I said, I, I only... Star Cold Pursuit, I didn't get to the movies, but I will get to the movies this weekend. Um, hopefully. I mean, that's the plan anyways. Um, so, I know I talked last week about the All in the Family Jefferson's thing. I didn't actually get a chance to see it before I recorded. Uh, but I have, I did watch it. I have watched it now. Um, it was, um, it was good. Uh, the, um... There was, I mean, alright, let me just start. It was, it was good. I mean, you know, I feel like all the people that played their parts was pretty good. Um, you know, they, they were, they did well at what they were, you know, who they were trying to kind of, um, just, you know, 
try to be. I mean, it's kind of weird in that situation because it's like, well, who are you? Who are you playing here? Are you playing the character? Yes, but then you're. Are you also trying to play the actor that was that character? And that's where it kind of like was, because it's like, as much as Woody Harrelson, you know, kind of got the voice of Archie Bunker down. He wasn't such, you know, he him doing Carol O'Connor's like mannerisms or whatever as Archie Bunker were, just. Physically, you know, vis- visually, it didn't work as well as I would say Jamie Fox as you know Sherman Helmsley as George Jefferson. I thought that he was was a little more believable, believable as as that not the character necessarily, but the person play because that's the problem. It's not like this is these are going to be new shows that they're doing a new version of, and it's like, well, yeah, you can't do that because then you're just playing, you know. You, you want to different, do a different take, t- typically. But this, in this case, where they're just doing one-off shows, it's kind of like, all right, well, how do people know Archie Bunker? They know Carol O'Connor, so you got to be the Carol O'Connor version of Archie Bunker. You can't be the Woody Harrelson version of Archie Bunker because what, what? That's not, that's not a thing. Um, you know, given that it's just, I mean, if, like I said, if they were going to do a whole series of these shows, then yeah, okay, then you do that. But in this case, it's just one episode or whatever, or, you know, one episode of the All in the Family, one episode of Jefferson's, um, they, you know, they kind of, they did a weird thing, and I don't want to really get into it too much, but, um, you know, they kind of were like, yeah, we we didn't touch the scripts, and it was actually, I actually went back and watched the originals, Uh, there was one little snippet that they didn't do at the end of the All in the Family one, they're probably running, um, they were probably, uh, you know, running out of town or whatever and had to move on or whatever happened or they just felt that maybe it wasn't necessary but um you know other other than that they kind of say like all right these are just the original scripts and whatever um and yes they did do the original scripts and they said everything that was said for the most part i think some of the lines were a little bit different but not like you know maybe just because they whatever didn't re- say it right or whatever um but there was one point where the n-word is said a couple times in the jeffersons um and they bleeped it now they clearly said it people reacted the live audience reacted but like they bleeped it and i was like okay i get that i get it i get understand i understand but you your whole point of this was that because like the whole point of this was that someone said like oh you could never have shows like all in the family or the jeffersons on tv anymore jimmy kimmel's like no you could you could still do it and it's like, eh, you know, you kind of went against that, uh, understandably, understandably, uh, and, you know, it's, it's a different time, like, back in those days, like, people wouldn't, they wouldn't bleep you, like, you just wouldn't say it, say it, you wouldn't say a word that you would get bleeped, now, that word didn't get bleeped, I mean, you know, there's other, there's tons of shows where that word doesn't get bleeped, but, you know, this is a, you know, primetime show, but as were the Jeffersons. So it's like, hmm, interesting. Okay, so back in the 70s on a primetime show, you could say that word and it wouldn't get bleeped. You can't do that today. Okay, okay. I mean, and that's understandable. Um, now, granted, if this was on FX at 10 o'clock, no problem, but... Um, or whatever. But uh, I, overall, I thought it was pretty good. Um, 
I don't know if they'll do it again or do like different shows or something. I could see them this becoming a thing. I, I don't know how the ratings did or anything. I didn't really look. Didn't have time. Was a little uh, busy doing holiday stuff and whatnot. Um, but um, yeah. So there you go. Also, haven't really. I'm still trying to catch up on some TV stuff. Uh, I haven't watched the new episodes of Cloak and Dagger or I think Happy. Finally had a season finale. I didn't get around to watching those yet. Um, I don't know if Cloak and Dagger is left. I, I do want to watch Doom Patrol too um, on the DC app or whatever eventually, but I uh, haven't gotten a chance to. I did, though, get a chance to watch Sneaky Pete, and actually I'd watched it before last week's episode. I just forgot to talk about it. Um, season 3, Sneaky Pete. Uh, it, it, it was pretty good. Um, you know, they kind of... They went in a weird direction with it. Um, if you haven't watched it, I don't really want to spoil it or anything. But, like, basically, if you haven't watched it at all, uh, the premise of the show is that there's this character played by Gino, Giovanni Ribisi. I butchered that, I think. Giovanni Ribisi. Uh, he was great in The Wonder Years. Uh, but um, he plays this character that gets out of jail and has this prison mate named Pete and Pete kind of tells him some of his backstory and then he goes to try to kind of swindle these people and whatever but then he kind of starts uh you know you know kind of liking them and stuff but uh the whole thing is the family doesn't know uh you know move past fast forward eventually the the sister the the youngest the sister finds out but the so there's a sister, a brother, and there's two sisters and a brother that are like his, her, his cousin, his cousin, I should say, uh, and then their grandparents, because their parents died in a car accident. So this season, something happens, and now all of a sudden, she's they find they they think she's alive. Her, her their mother is alive. So the, the a lot of the season is just them trying to uh, find the mother and and whatever. And then um, the Pete has involved in this whole other thing. I don't, I don't want to ruin it, but like, you know, they kind of had it split into two different um, things going on. And then they kind of all combined. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good show. Uh, I don't think, I wouldn't say it's amazing, but it's pretty good. Um, yeah, so um, if you haven't watched that, it's on Amazon Prime. Check it out. Uh, oh, the let me, let me backtrack a minute, because... I completely forgot to say something. Uh, movies are on this weekend and TV shows. I guess it's kind of it's sort of related. It's very related, I should say. So finally, coming up on Friday, t- t- tomorrow or today, if, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, the Deadwood movie is finally happening on HBO. Uh, it, it's a little weird. It's on a Friday. Yeah, that's that's bizarre. Uh, but yeah, if you never watched Deadwood, like. It was a great show, and it kind of just got... it. I feel like people liked it, and it did well, but then there was a bunch of infighting between the producers and whatever, and then the network and blah, blah, blah. So ultimately, it ended after three seasons, but they're like, oh, well, actually, we're going to do some movie... We're gonna, I think the plan was to do, like, three movies or something and kind of finish up the story or something along those lines. But then that just never happened... Until now, finally, they're going to have a the movie. Um, you know, just one of them for now. If, I don't know if it, I don't know how it will pan out eventually. If it will 
could potentially lead to others, or if this is just going to be it and done, I don't know. Uh, we'll find out when we watch the movie. But yeah, check that out on HBO tomorrow night, I think at 8 or 9 or something. I don't know. I'm not even sure. Uh, I can look it up right now, actually. Um, but yeah, Deadwood was a really good show. Timothy Oliphant, um, Ian McShane, great. A bunch of other people are in it, too. Uh, I'm not sure who's exactly in the movie, because I'm kind of trying to remember who was like still around and alive and stuff uh, when the show ended. But certainly I know they are. So, uh, But a lot of people from Sons of Anarchy, I feel, were in it, too. Um, arachnophobia. Oh, they're doing a whole Deadwood marathon on HBO2 right now. How about that? Uh, but yeah, uh, Deadwood, the movie, check it out, tomorrow night, at, if this can work, my remote, I think I, my remote's broken, uh, yeah, 8 o'clock, 8 to 10, it's back, uh, sort of, for a movie, anyways, yeah, so, there we go. Uh, now let's move on. Uh, so I've been kind of busy the last few days uh, dealing with some Bruins stuff because they are in the Stanley Cup final, and I know I talked about it last week, but I never actually gave my prediction. I don't think on the podcast. I, I can't remember. I don't feel like going back and listening um, again to it, but I feel like I talked about it definitely. But I don't know if I actually because I didn't write it down on my list of predictions. But if I didn't, my prediction would have been Bruins in six. Unless I said something else, and then I'm changing it to Bruins in six. Um, but game two was last night. Game one was on Monday. So game one, uh, yeah, they came out kind of flat. Not, not so much flat, but just a couple of bad plays, and all of a sudden it was 2 nothing in the second period. But then they came roaring back, and I'm winning 4-2. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, and kind of like the flip-flop of that, I guess... Last night, I mean, Bruins came out, looked pretty good, got a penalty, power play, scored, one nothing. then a kind of fluke goal, one past Tuca, but then they scored right away, went up 2-1, to one, and then um, kind of kind of a garbage, not garbage, I shouldn't say it was garbage goal, because the goal was, I guess, it was a rebound, but whatever, it was fun. the actual goal itself was whatever. But the rebound, because of a bad play by Marshawn, whatever. 2-2, then nothing happens in the third. Nothing happens, or second or third, um, goal-scoring-wise. Uh, Matt Grizzlick did get hurt. Um, although, I guess that was in the first period? I'm trying to remember. Or was it the second period? No, I think it was the... Or was it the third period? No. Whenever it was, regardless... Um, it's kind of hazy now. It must have been early though. It must have been the first period. I'm, I'm guessing because they were out. They were playing. Yeah, because he didn't come out for the second. That's right. So they were without a defenseman for most of the game, which is kind of well, it stinks. Uh, but you know, the other thing was is they never showed a replay of what happened. There was a penalty called, but it was only a two minute minor, and it's like ah, but he got hurt. It's like like. You know, and it looked bad, but then, like, it was kind of, it was worse than the, let me, let me rephrase it. So, it was bad. He went to the hospital. It was bad. Like, I don't know how he's going to, if he's going to be back. 
and blah, blah, blah. He didn't come back to the game. I don't know if he's going to be back tomorrow or for uh, the next game or for the series or anything. But it was one of those things where it's like it was kind of a timing thing where if he was kind of falling and if he hadn't have been falling, it would have been a clean hit. But he was kind of falling, so then he kind of got hit in the head. But it's like he wasn't really aiming for the head. I don't know. It, it's But it, the thing that stinks is like, okay, it was still a penalty. But meanwhile, now we got an injured guy, and there, you know, there's no repercussions other than two-minute minor. It's like that doesn't really make sense. It was still a penalty, and the guy still got hurt. It should have been more than two minutes in my mind, but I don't know, whatever. So, anyways, they go to overtime, and the St. Louis Blues win in overtime. Stinks. It's their first. Stanley Cup final win ever, blah, blah, blah. But now we go back, now we go to St. Louis for games on Saturday and Monday. And, I, you know, the Bruins have played well on the road in the playoffs. I think they've played pretty well on the road all year. So, um, you know, I have confidence that I can get, if not one, both in St. Louis. But, uh, and then they'll come back for game five, and I'll be at game five on next Thursday. But that's not till next Thursday. This Thursday, or today, or yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this, again, or maybe it was a long time ago. I don't know. I don't know when people listen to these things, necessarily. Um, the NBA Finals will be starting tonight. Uh, we got the Warriors taking on the Raptors in Toronto. Yep, the Raptors had the home, had the better record this season. Um, I Durant's not playing game one. I don't know if that matters. I mean, I think it gives Toronto a better chance. Um, but overall, for the finals, I, I still think Golden State's going to win. Um, if the Toronto can steal one of these first two games, like maybe it'll go... F- I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it really... I don't know. It'll just be interesting to see if the Toronto can actually win a game. I think they can, given that Durant's not playing in it, and they start off in Toronto... But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll conservatively say Golden State in five. I, I have a hard time saying six, and I don't want to say they're going to sweep it. But I don't see Golden State losing. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Some predictions for you for the sports world. Um Ah, let's see. I mean, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe Toronto will surprise everyone, and uh, and win it. I, I I don't know. I don't know. But um, if I had to guess, I would say Golden State wins pretty easily. Um, in five, and I got the Bruins in six. All right. So moving on. There is some UFC taking place this weekend. And actually, before we get to UFC, let's let's talk a little bit about you know baseballs going on. Uh, the Bruins, so Bruins. Sorry, so much Bruins on my mind. I came like the Red Sox. Um, I guess the biggest story coming out of baseball so far this year, despite the start of Seattle, uh, who fell apart real quick, uh, is Minnesota. Minnesota has been on uh, quite the uh, tear. I mean, Houston's good, but you kind of expect that. I mean, Rays have, the Rays have been better than, I guess, people might have thought they would have been. But, you know, everyone's kind of like, with the pitching they have, they're going to be good. Uh, or, you know, 
but uh, you know, obviously the Red Sox have struggled. There's a little bit of a World Series hangover, I think. Um, the Yankees, despite the injuries, have you know been playing really well. Uh, so I mean, I, I don't think people didn't expect the Yankees to be good, but it was just kind of like, oh wow, there's so many injuries. Like, you know, how are they going to do? And but you know, they're you know they're winning. So I mean, the Rays are right there behind them, one game up. The Red Sox, you know, they were starting to catch up, but then they have had a bad week. <laughs> lost lost some games at Houston and then Cleveland. Um, and they're seven and a half back right now. Um, and then, I, I honestly, I couldn't even tell you who's doing anything in the National League. Uh, the Phillies, though. The Phillies are in first place. How about that? The Cubs? Okay. And the Dodgers. So, yeah, the Cubs, Dodgers, those kind of expected. Uh, Milwaukee's right in there, too. Um, but the Phillies, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I mean, that doesn't surprise me, but, uh, yeah. So there you go. I mean, that, that's nothing surprising, I guess, but, but coming up this weekend, we got a big four-game set, Yankees and Red Sox. Hopefully the Red Sox can beat up the Yankees a little bit this weekend and kind of get back into, get back into it. Seven and a half, you know, it's not like too concerning right now, but as we're turning the calendars over to June that start you start kind of thinking oh all right they got to get on track here um now obviously the Red Sox in them themselves have had some uh injuries issues but not not like not nothing major I mean Price was out for a little bit and, and Mitch Moreland's down now Pedroia's probably never gonna play again but I, I don't think they were necessarily expecting a huge contribution from Pedroia. I don't know what they're expecting from Pedroia, but I mean, obviously last year he didn't play at all or just barely. And, you know, they won the world series. So it wasn't like, okay, well we definitely need Pedroia to win the world. Series. I mean, but you know, obviously if he's going to come back and play and c- contribute, you know, sure. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that he's, you know, he played in a couple games or whatever it was, and then went right back on the DL. So I don't know. Uh, but, uh, you know, Chavez, or Chavis, or Michael Chavis, Chavis, I don't, I don't even know how to say his name still, but, uh, he's, he came in, you know, he, he looks pretty good, uh, you know, obviously it's kind of one of those things where it's like, all right, he started off really hot, and it's like, okay, can he keep this up, and the last few games, he's kind of, you know, kind of fallen back down to earth, but, um, you know, we'll see, we'll see where that ends up, I mean, obviously, you know, they have other options, Brock Holt's back, and, and Nunez and whatever, but, um, you know, Devers has been hitting the ball pretty good, I mean, his, his, uh, feeling at third base is always a bit of a, you know, a bit of a mystery, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen when the ball gets hit down there, but, um, yeah, I, you know, I think they just got to string a bunch of wins together and get, you know, on track, well, they just haven't gotten on track, it's like, they'll win a couple games here and there, and it's like, okay, here we go, and then they'll turn around and lose to like Baltimore or something like or whatever, but and look terrible. Um, so the bullpen obviously is a bit of a concern still. I mean, the Kimbrels, I don't, they're not signing Kimbrel, and Kimbrel's just not playing apparently. I don't know what's going on with that, but it's like our, our bullpen, we've blown a bunch of saves, you know, and it's like okay, well, it's not all one guy because they don't really have a closer, but uh, you know, it's not great. <laughs> I mean, they blew the game the other night against Cleveland. It was just pathetic <laughs> in my mind. Um, but, um, yeah, anyways. Baseball's happening. It's still, it's not even June yet, so we still got a long ways to go. Um, 
Yeah, so the UFC coming up on Saturday, there's a fight night. It is in Stockholm, Sweden. So it's actually on like during the day. So I don't know if you really call it a fight night. I mean, it's night there. So I guess that makes sense. And oh, look at this. The preliminaries are actually on ESPN2. You can actually watch them at 10 a.m. in the morning. So there you go. I'll, I'll maybe check them out or I might be going at them. I might be going to the movies. I don't know. Whatever. We'll find out. But let's make some predictions. I'm actually going to use the UFC. I, I usually go off of Wikipedia. But then the Wikipedia had this weird thing where there was like a fight listed that's not really a fight. It's not like, it's weird. So I went to the UFC thing and I realized, why have I been do, doing this before? Like they have the odds on the UFC page. And like, I'm always just picking these blindly. It's like, maybe I should look at the odds and see maybe what, what the odds are. I, I don't know, I'll just pick all the favorites. But um, at the same time, it's nice to know like, oh, this guy's a minus 400 uh, favorite. Maybe, maybe I should go with him. Um, alright, let's do it. So, this takes place on Saturday, fight night, UFC fight night, Gustafson versus Smith. It's Anthony Smith for, you know, Smith's a very generic name, so it's Anthony Smith. Um, takes place at the Ericsson Globe in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, and like I said, it starts at 10 a.m. on ESPN2, and then the actual main card is on ESPN Plus at 1, I believe. So... Yes, let's get going. Um, the first bout of the evening will be, or the day, in the United States here, uh, will be a lightweight bout between Joel Alvarez and Danilo Bellarude. Bellarudo? Bellarudo, I believe. The current odds um, are... Wait, these aren't the odds. What? Okay, so this wasn't as good as I... This wasn't as what I thought it was going to be. These are not the odds. <laughs> These are just the... What? I'm confused. I'm so confused right now. Alright, well, whatever. I guess it doesn't give the odds, but it gives you some information at least, I guess. So... Or maybe there's just no odds on this fight? I'm just confused. This This thing says odds. It says odds. And I clicked on odds. And it brought up nothing. Oh! Because they don't have them. Interesting. So this is useless. Cool. Maybe they don't just don't have them for the prelims? No, they just... It says odds and then there's nothing listed. That doesn't make any sense. Alright, forget the whole thing then. Uh, let's just go the regular way. Uh, Alright. That's, easy. That's easier. Alright. Joel Alvarez versus Danilo Bellarudo. I'm going to go with Bellarudo. And again, no real reason. Just doing it. Because, why not? Uh, Danilo Bellarudo. Alright, next up we have a light heavyweight battle between Darko Stoyak and Devin Clark. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how many of these guys are, like, from Sweden or whatever. Uh, I'm guessing Darko, uh, whatever his name, Stuyak, is, uh, is Swedish. Oh, wait, actually, wait can I do it? Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Having a little technical difficulties. Um, well, I don't know if they're really technical difficulties. More, more like user error. <laughs> but anyways, 
Let's move along. Uh, Darko Stoichik versus Devin Clark. Okay, this tells me some more information. All right. Oh, no, he's from Serbia. I'm going to go with Devin Clark, the brown bear. Oh, this has their nicknames. Okay, that's a little better. The brown bear. Wait, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> what is happening? Um, Devin Clark. Oh, yeah, those other guys have nicknames. Darko is just Darko, apparently. He doesn't have a nickname. Joel Alvarez is El Fenomeno. Fino, Fen, I don't know what that means. And Danilo Bellarudo is Caterpillar. Cool. All right, next up we have a... It doesn't tell me. Interesting. A uh, women's featherweight battle between Bia Maliki and... Eduardo Santana. Eduardo Santana. Eduardo? Is that it? Is that a name? Eduardo Santana, apparently. Uh, they don't have any nicknames. Uh, Bea Malika, Maliki, whatever, how you say it, is from Sweden. Eduardo, Eduardo Santana doesn't have a country. She's a woman without a country, apparently. And has no information. They're both, they're both making their debuts. Although, Bia in UFC, uh, Eduarda Santana doesn't have any information whatsoever. I don't even know if she exists. There's no picture. She has no record. It's her debut. Apparently, in MMA or just in general, I'm not sure. Doesn't have a country. She's zero point. <laughs> her height is zero zero. She doesn't weigh anything. She has no reach and our leg reach. Neither does the other girl. So apparently, don't have, they don't have any reaches. And there's no, just absolutely no information. So this is great. Um, I'm going to go the Swedish girl, just because it's in Sweden. Bea Maleki. And the other girl doesn't have a country. She's a girl without a country. Uh, all right. Next up. Uh, and I completely butchered that. We have a... Let's see. We have a... Come on. User error. Um, a lightweight battle between Nick Hein and Frank Camacho. And let's see if they have any nicknames or any information that's relevant. Uh, Sergeant Nick Hein, he's German. And the crank, Frank Camacho, he is from Guam. They're both coming off of losses. Um, I'm going to go with Frank Camacho. The Guaminator. That's not his nickname. I just told you it was his crank. Alright, next up. We have a another lightweight battle between Stevie Ray and Leonardo Santos. Now, Stevie Ray is not the Stevie Ray uh, from Harlem Heat. He's not Booker T's brother. At least I don't think he is. He doesn't look like he is. <laughs> From the picture I'm looking at. I also don't think Stevie Ray would be a light heavyweight. Or a lightweight. Or whatever this is. What did I say? Lightweight? Yeah. Yeah, Stevie Ray's not a lightweight. Uh, but Stevie Ray is Braveheart Stevie Ray. Uh, and he's from the United Kingdom. And Leonardo Santos doesn't have a nickname, but he's from Brazil. I'm going... And they're both coming up with wins. And I'm going to go with Stevie Ray. He's not Stevie Ray Vaughn either. 
so don't don't confuse that. Although Stevie Ray's name isn't actually Stevie Ray, I don't think. I mean, Booker T's name was actually Booker T, sort of. Um, actually, hmm. uh, his, actually, it was his middle name, so Robert Booker T.O. Huffman. So, I mean, that's pretty close. I mean, given that they were originally Kane and Cole when they came in, then they changed it up. Um, but Stevie Ray's actual name is Lash. Lash Huffman. So, I guess because of Lash LaRue, they, his name was Stevie... No, I'm just <laughs> Lash LaRue came along much later than Stevie Ray and Harlem Heat in the... Um, but interesting, if you do pick Stevie Ray for Wikipedia, it does say, if you're looking for a musician, go to Stevie Ray Vaughan. If you're looking for the Scottish fighter, so he's actually Scottish. I mean, it's a Nine King was part of that. Stevie Ray fighter. Uh, Lash. His name's Lash? Weird. Okay, anyways, moving on. Enough about Stevie Ray or the other Stevie Ray or Stevie Ray Vaughan. We have a... Women's bantamweight battle between Tanya Evinger and Lena Landsberg. Uh, that is triple threat Tanya Evinger versus elbow queen Lena Landsberg. Lena Landsberg is Swedish. Tanya Evinger is United States. They're both coming off of losses. Um... I mean, I have a tough time going against the Swedish girl in Sweden, so I'm not going to. Lena Landsberg. Alright, then we move on to the main card, which again is on ESPN+, Plus, so you have to pay that five bucks. But this isn't a pay-per-view, so you just get the five bucks a month, and then you get it for, the five, you know, in part of that. Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say, I think. I don't know. I still get confused by all the ESPN Plus stuff. But the first match, we have a welterweight uh, bout between Daniel Tamor and Sung Bin Jo. Uh, let's see. And that is Kid Dynamite, Daniel Tamor. And Sung Bin Jo is, doesn't have any information whatsoever. But uh, Daniel Tamor is from Sweden. Do I go with another Swede? I, I, I feel like I have to. I don't know if I have to, but I don't feel like I have enough information about this other guy to go with him. So I'm going to go with Daniel Tamor. And he's the, the kid Dynamite, or whatever I said. Which, no one's ever used that name before. Oh wait, that was totally Mike Tyson's name before he turned into Iron Mike Tyson. And if you played Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, it says it. Kid Dynamite. Alright, next up, we got a lightweight battle between Darmer Har- Hazuzvik, maybe, I don't know, and Christos, Christos Giagos, maybe. Um, Damir, doesn't have a nickname, but he's from Bosnia and Herzegovina, I'm not sure which one, I'm not, I don't know if that matters, I'm not sure how that works. Uh, and then the Spartan, Christos Giagos, is from the United States. Uh, I'm going to go with Christos Giagos. 
Doesn't say... Hmm. Doesn't say what they did in the last bouts. UFC website is very inconsistent. <laughs> let, me, let me just say that. Okay. Alright. Next up, we have a featherweight battle between Makwan Amikarahani and Chris Fishgood. And, uh, let's see. They, uh, Mr. Finland, Marquan Amirakani. And then it doesn't say where he's from. <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing he's from Finland. And then Chris Fishgold, it doesn't say where he's from either. Um, yeah, very inconsistent UFC. What's what's going on here? Uh, Akamari won his last fight. Fishgold, I don't know, it doesn't say. Uh, I'm going to go with Fishgold. Chris Fishgold. Because why not? Because Finland's not Sweden. That's why. Um... All right, next up we have a, another lightweight. No, sorry, a light heavyweight. All right, a light heavyweight battle between poster boy Jimmy Manoa taking on um, Alexander Rakik from Austria. Poster boy is from the United States. I'm going to go with poster boy. Uh, next up, we have a, another light heavyweight battle taking place between Vulcan Odesmir and Elir Latifi. So it's no time, no time? Vulcan Uzidmir? No time, what does that even mean? Versus the sledgehammer Elir Latifi. Uh... The Vulcan is Switzerland, and Latifi is Swedish, so... Battle of the... Europe, I don't know. Sure. Uh, <laughs> they're both coming off losses. Let me go... Uh, do I go with the Swedish guy again? Or do I go with the Swiss guy in this in this case? The Cesaro-looking dude. Um, I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go with Latifi. I'm not just saying that because he's Swedish. He kind of does look like Cesaro. And finally, in the main event of the evening, we have a... What are they, light heavyweights still? They're all light heavyweights. Uh, Yes, light heavyweights. We got... Let's see their nicknames. The Mahler, Alexander Gustafsson, versus Lionheart, Anthony Smith. Um, Obviously... Gustafsson's from Sweden. Anthony Smith is from the United States. Um, Gustafsson lost his last fight. Yeah, he lost to... Why am I blanking on who he lost to? I remember watching that. Um, It lasted... Um, I'm I'm blanking who he lost to. I I remember watching it. Um, And Anthony Smith uh, doesn't actually say what he's... I feel like he... Lost? Maybe? Let's look it up. Um, yes. Oh, yeah, Gustafson lost to John Jones. That's right. Okay. Duh. Um. 
Yeah. And then um, Anthony Smith. Let's see what he did. His lot. Oh, come on. Anthony Smith. Um, that was back in December. Oh, he also lost to John Jones. That's right. <laughs> okay. That makes sense then. Okay, so they both lost to John Jones and now they're fighting each other. Okay. Um, I don't know. Gustafson? I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm going with Gustafsson. Sure. Let's finish. Let's go, keep going with the Swedish guys. I don't know. I don't know. Sure. Um, all right, so Alexander Gustafsson. Yeah, let's. Uh, All right, so let's move on. Um, so let's pass Saturday. Um, it's kind of weird. I don't know. Having a thing on a Saturday night in the middle of Memorial Day was kind of... It's kind of weird. You figure people are out doing stuff and whatever. But, uh, yeah, AEW had their first show in uh, Double or Nothing at uh, in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. Uh, so overall, what I think? I thought it was good. Um, it was kind of... It, it sort of reminded me a bit, um, a little bit of, uh, it was like ECW One Night Stand. And not the first One Night Stand, but the second one. I feel like All In was their, like, ECW One Night Stand, where it was like, I don't know what this is, but we're doing this thing, and we got all these cool people, and everyone's hanging out, and we're having a good time, and it's it's all just whatever it is. Um, whereas this one given that it's called Double or Nothing, given that it's only their first show, but, you know, come on. I mean, yeah, I get it. But this time around, here's a new... This is new. This is going to be a new promotion. This is going to be a thing. Now, granted, they don't have a TV um, show yet, which is a bit... It takes away a bit from what it was, just because it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not watching a show week to week. You know, they have the Being the Elite show, and that's fine, but you gotta have to go go search for it, and then they have things on their YouTube, but then, like, they say sometimes this YouTube stuff's gonna happen, and then it's not there. Like, for instance, they, last week they said uh, there was gonna be an announcement at 3 o'clock on their YouTube thing, and I saw it at 3.30, and nothing had happened, and it's like, okay, uh, that doesn't really help, but it's like, yeah, if it's a TV show week to week, okay, you know it's gonna be on, you know you're gonna be able to see it, blah, blah, blah. So that, it kind of reminds me a little bit of that in the ECW thing because when the second second night, one night stand happened, they were starting up the ECW. But with that said, while people were cool with going to All In and whatever, you know, you don't quite have that because you, you know AEW, you have to have guys that are going to be there. It's like oh, it's cool, and and you know to some degree that they did that, but another other other points it was like. Okay, well, Tommy Dreamer's here. Why? Is he in AEW? No. But, like, did he just want to be a part of it? Oh, okay, but then, like, so so, so, what happens next? You know, like, okay, like, and that's fine. I mean, you know, that happens in any promotion, I guess. You know, you guys have guys come in and whatever. But eventually it's kind of like, all right, well, then you kind of have to weed some of that stuff out because... You can't really do that all the time. You need to pr- start promoting your own guys. So it's like, it's cool to see that for this show. But moving forward... Uh, but this was in more... To my th- point of the uh, the One Night Stand. 
Whereas All In was the first one, this was kind of the second one. And that's fine, and it was fine. Um, but there was just a lot of, like... There was a lot of stuff where it's just, like, since there's no TV show... A lot of some, a lot of these guys that were like, kind of like, oh, here's this guy, and it's like, I don't know who that guy is. It's like, am I supposed to know who this guy is? Like, why would I know who this guy is? It's like, oh, you don't watch indie wrestling, and it's like, no, not really. But it's like, eventually, maybe I'll know who these guys are. But to have your first show as a pay per view, it makes it tough. Um... For instance, there was these guys that showed up out of nowhere and beat a bunch of people up that were called Super Smash Brothers. I don't think they ever actually said that on the show. It was just like, oh, here's these guys beating up these guys. And it's like, cool, but like, I don't get it. Um, but I mean, obviously the big surprise of the night was John Moxley showing up, which, you know, it was very heavily speculated and rumored and whatever, uh, it's it's kind of weird how it went. I mean, not weird how it went down, but it was weird how the reactions were. Because like supposedly Jim Ross had no idea who was going to be there, but meanwhile Chris Jericho did a pod recorded a podcast with him before it happened. Um, and it's like okay, clearly they so just no one told Jim Ross that he was going to be there. Like I, I get it, maybe you want to have the reaction of it, but it's like how, how does he not know? How do you work for this company? And I don't know exactly what Jim Ross is going to be doing specifically outside of, obviously, commentary. Uh, but it's like, I thought he was going to be more involved. And it's like, he doesn't know John Moxley's there. Or, you know, or Dean Ambrose, whatever you want to call him. FKA Dean Ambrose. Um, now, a lot of people are kind of, you know... Um, and, and let's just go through my... Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know that my v- predictions were really relevant. Um, I mean, I guess I don't... They're never... They never are, but... Um, Let's just see how we did. Because there's a little controversy with my predictions. I'll, I'll admit to that. So, um, the uh, all-in casino thing, blah, blah, blah. And I guess I should have realized this after the fact, but I didn't really think about it. But um, So, the Hangman Page situation, we were supposed to play Pac, and that was supposed to kind of rumored to maybe involve the, the World Championship uh, the AEW championship, but then, like, there may be that he was gonna, it was gonna be like that, instead of the winner of the Battle Royal, it was gonna be the winner of that match, fighting the winner of Jericho and Omega, and, but then there was a speculation that Pac was actually supposed to win that match, but I don't, it wouldn't make any sense, but then he was gonna lose to Omega, it was a bunch of rumors and a bunch of crap that, who knows what's, what actually was the plan and what not. But then since the match got tossed out, and then they added this stipulation to the Casino Battle Royal, it kind of made it obvious when you go back and think about it, oh yeah, so Paige is going to be in the Battle Royal, and he'll probably win. Um, Now granted, I didn't know that per se. I predicted MJF, and he did was the last one eliminated, but Hangman Paige won. So my predictions were MJF for the match, but I also predicted that Hangman Page would win his match. So, I sort of got it right, but wrong at the same time. But th- then that's the whole thing, too, is there was kind of a couple of big, like, question marks going into into the night. And 
And it was also weird that the Casino Battle Royale was on the pre-show, given the stakes that were involved. It was kind of like, well, that's weird. So it's like, I don't think that was initially the plan, because why would you do that in the pre-show? Um, I think ultimately they had already advertised it, but they didn't know quite how to deal with this Hangman Page situation. So they're like, well, whatever, let's just do it on the pre-show. But it took away two kind of mystery things. It was like, well, who else is going to be in the casino battle royale? And, you know, there was a couple surprises. Like I said, Tommy Dreamer or whatever. But obviously Paige was a big surprise in that. Um, but then there was the whole thing of who's Paige going to fight. And then it was ended up being nobody. <laughs> I mean, it was him in the battle royale. So, um, you know, that kind of took two of the bigger surprises. Now, granted, John Moxley did show up at the end and... You know, that was a surprise. Um, and obviously, another one was Awesome Kong getting involved in the women's match. So let's just run down the... So, Heyman Page won. Um, wait, where are, the, where are the actual results and not what I got wrong? <laughs> um, yeah, here we go. So Heyman Page won the Battle Royal uh, to get the shot at the title. Kip Sabian beat Sammy Guevara, so I got that one wrong. So SoCal Uncensored beat... Uh, the strong heart, so I got that one right. Uh, Britt Baker won the the women's four way, which I got wrong. The best friends beat Angelico and Jack Evans, so I got that one right. The Aja Kong team lost the tag six men woman tag match, so I got that one wrong. Cody beat Dustin, so I got that right. The Young Bucks uh, beat the Lucha Brothers, so I got that wrong. And then Chris Jericho beat Kenny Omega. Uh, so we got that right. So now it leads to Kenny Omega, sorry, Jericho versus Adam Page uh, for the AEW Championship. When? Well, that's another problem. Um, so this was cool and all. This cool, cool pay per view, but I don't know what's next because they never really clearly explained to me what was next. Now there's these two. There's these two events coming up. One in I think Daytona next month, the Fighter Fighter Fest. Um, in which Cody is taking on Darby Allen, which they never said. And then they, but then after the Cody Dustin match, Cody's like, well, I want you to tag with me against the Young Bucks in Jacksonville, which is happening in July at the fight for the fallen. What are these? I don't know. Are they pay-per-views? Are they house shows? Are they recording them for their TV show? Are they going to be on YouTube? Are they like internet pay-per-views? I don't know what these are. Like they, they haven't explained to me. Or they didn't do a very good job of it if they did. Of what they are. Meanwhile, they are promoting All Out. In August. So it's like, well, okay, is that the paper? Is that the next pay-per-view? Like... I mean, I assumed it was a pay-per-view. It seemed like they were advertising it as a pay-per-view. I mean, it's obviously all out versus all in. So, okay, I get... So, is that is that the next pay-per-view? But, like, what are these other things? I have no idea. What are they? I don't, I, I don't know. And then they didn't ever say when Jericho and Paige are going to fight. I'm assuming it's then. But then what happens to these other two shows? They just were like, John Moxley's going to fight at the next one. It's like, okay, is this... Again, is this on pay-per-view? Is it... Just a house show. I don't know. And it doesn't say anything anywhere. It's just confusing. Um, so I don't know. 
Uh, but anyways, uh, so, yeah. So to follow up on that, though, like I said, John Moxley, FKA Dean Ambrose, went on Chris Jericho's podcast. They recorded it beforehand, but then it, you know, so, which was kind of stupid because, like, they, and Jericho does this on his podcast, and whatever, I'm not going to take anything away from Jericho and his podcast, they're entertaining when they need to be, uh, <laughs> um, but um, he alluded to the fact that, oh, well, we recorded this beforehand, if I, you know, because he, because Moxley came out and, and attacked, I should say, he attacked Jericho and then he attacked Omega, um, which eventually, well, I think, will lead to Omega versus Moxley at All Out, but he's fighting jo- Joey Janela at whatever. Confusing. Um, so, and and that's the one thing that I, I guess maybe they don't they don't understand yet. And without having a TV show, it's tougher to follow. Uh, it's like, what are you promoting? Or, you promote what's next. And if you're promoting um, fighter. Fest, then promote that. But meanwhile, they're talking about Fallen, you know, the f- uh, fight for the Fallen, setting up matches for that, and then talking about their ne- next thing all out. It's like, well, I don't know what ne- what's next. What am I supposed to, what's next? What am, how, how am I supposed to, like, what what am I supposed to be looking for next? Like, I don't know. Uh, and they'll figure it out, but it, for now it's just like, I don't, I, it's, it's confusing. But regardless, um, my point was, Jericho said, um, like, oh, uh, if he was here now, I'd beat him up or whatever. And then they they go into the conversation and they're talking about it as if it already happened. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Why are you talking about it as if it already happened when you said right before that you recorded it beforehand? It's just like, the, don't do that. Don't you Just record it when you record it and whatever. People listen to it when they want to and fine. If you know what's going to happen and you know what's going to air after, that's fine. But don't make it seem like it already happened. It was a little confusing, uh, but uh, you know, I I don't. I mean, I guess people just. Uh, it was obviously interesting to the fact that people weren't quite sure what ha- what happened with Dean Ambrose and why he wanted to leave and anything. And he explains it. And it's not as vicious as CM Punk was or whatever, uh, but you know, it's still like basically. He's like basically, um, yeah, I hated this character and hated doing this. I just wanted to be me and do my own thing and kind of, they wouldn't let me. And I get that, but at the same time, it's like, you got over as Dean Ambrose. You didn't get over as John Moxley. So for you to then switch your character to something that it's different, when the Dean Ambrose character, it wasn't that it wasn't over. I mean, granted, towards the end, it kind of fell apart or whatever. Um, I'll, I'll... Certainly not going to dismiss that. Ever since he came back from his injury or whatever, it just wasn't didn't quite wasn't quite working as it had been. But I feel like you know, and again, I, I don't think that's all on. And it's not on him. If you know, he's like, this is sucks. It's not going to work, and then it sucks and doesn't work. I, I mean, I don't quite know what he wanted to do though. That was that was the confusing part of it. He's like, well, I can do this, and it's like, eh, okay, maybe, and then it's but it, it's like. I never got to the point where he could, I guess. So who knows? But yeah, I, I just don't know. They, I just feel like I don't know that anything 
could have happened. Like, they could have just revamped him and repackaged him, but, like, then you take away the Dean Ambrose part of it, you lose the shield part of it, potential, or whatever. And that's, I think that's the main draw for the WWE. I, I mean, whatever, you know, we'll see what happens with John Moxley and AEW, but... And then people kind of comparing it, oh, it's like Scott Hall when he came out and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, eh, sort of, I guess. To me, it was a little bit more Lex Luger on the first Nitro. Although, to be fair, everyone knew he was leaving. So, it was, so and I feel like that a lot of that was, too, was that press release that the WWE put out. was like, Dean Ambrose is leaving and then doing the farewell thing. So, I guess in that sense, it was a little bit more like Scott Hall. Um... But I, I quit it more to Lex Luger just because I didn't care that Lex Luger left in WCW. It was like, oh, Lex Luger's in WCW now. He just showed up out of nowhere. And it's like, ah, oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, whereas when Scott Hall left, I'm like, oh, no, not Razor Ramon. He's leaving? That sucks. Where it's like Dean Ambrose. And part of that was obviously the character that he'd been playing. But even still, it's like when the shield was the shield, it was like, okay, Ro- Reigns, Ro- uh, Roman Reigns is really cool. And Seth Rollins is really good. And then there's Dean Ambrose. I don't know. That's maybe that's that's just my opinion. Obviously, he had success after the Shield and whatever. I mean, they all did. They're all champion on the same night or whatever. But um, obviously, he won everything there was to win except for the Royal Rumble, I guess. And then he didn't headline WrestleMania, I suppose. But um, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. Uh, the only other thing that happened, I guess, I should mention is Bret Hart was at the show. Um, he unveiled the new championship, which everyone's saying, oh, it's amazing. I don't know, it's it's gold, I guess. So that makes it amazing, as opposed to all the WWE ones that aren't gold. And people are mad about. Um, I mean, the 24-7 one does look kind of terrible, but... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, for me, for my money, they go back to the old Winged Eagle belt, but... If the WWE, as far as the heavyweight championship, I don't know what you'd do with the twenty four seven one, but um, as far as AEW, it's fine, cool, it's big, it's gold, it's, it's championship belt or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'm, f- I'm not gushing it over it, but I'm not complaining about it either. Um, yeah, right, that's a that's really I don't know that's a guess about all. We'll just see how it goes down the line. I mean. Again, I don't know what this fighter fest is. Is it a pay-per-view? Is it a house show? I, I don't know. So maybe we'll talk about that next month, or maybe I'll just skip it because I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, it's Saturday, June 20th, anyways, so maybe we'll see what happens. We'll see how this all plays out and see if it actually is something, anything. But coming up this Sunday, nope, Saturday, Saturday, uh, NXT. So it's kind of weird, interesting that they're they're keeping with the Saturday, even though there's no pay per view on the Sunday. I don't know why. I guess that's that's just what they're used to doing. Although the last one was on a Friday before WrestleMania, so I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I guess. Uh, I mean, it kind of sucks though for me because I'll be probably watching the Bruins and won't be able to watch it live, so I'll probably watch it later. Uh, whereas if it was not just on Sunday, could just watch it when it aired. But regardless, NXT TakeOver 25 will take place Saturday night. I believe it starts at 7, so there's probably a pre-show at 6. Uh, it is in Bridgeport, Connecticut. 
Webster Bank Arena. Uh, interestingly enough, that bridge, I can't talk. Bridgeport, Connecticut, is where the Sneaky Pete show takes place. I'm pretty sure. I think it's Bridgeport. It's definitely Connecticut. I'm pretty sure it's Bridgeport. Um, but anyways, um, five matches on the card. Uh, oh, I guess before we get into NXT, I guess I should probably just bring up WWE for a minute just to talk about it. I mean, we'll talk about more next week because we'll talk about the uh, Super Showdown. Um, there's a bunch of guys not going. Um, John Cena, obviously, I, I mean, he hasn't been around anyways, so it's like, I don't know why that matters to even mention that, but he didn't go with the last one when he was supposed to be and then didn't. Uh, Sami Zayn, obviously, just not allowed to go because he's Syrian or whatever. Uh, Kevin Owens is like, I'm not going if he's not going. And Daniel Bryan kind of said the same thing. And then there was some other issues with something else that he had said last time. He's still like, I'm still not going to go. Um, and then obviously, no women are going. Maybe Renee Young is going. I'm not sure. Uh, and then Alistair Black isn't allowed to go because of tattoos he has, apparently. Apparently, he has some tattoos of some religious stuff that uh, would be frowned upon in. Saudi Arabia, so he is not going to go. Um, now I don't know if that was his choice or if that was WWE just being like, yeah, probably shouldn't go. I don't know. He hasn't been doing anything recently anyways. He's just been doing promos backstage, so whatever. Um, Brock did not cash in his money in the bank or say what he's going to cash in his money in the bank. I'm assuming he's going to be Saudi Arabia. He was on the posters, but they haven't really said anything. Undertaker will be back on Monday to kind of promote his thing with Goldberg, although Goldberg hasn't been mentioned at all, but I wouldn't be surprised if he is on Raw on Monday, just because, you know, if they're advertising Undertaker, they don't really need to advertise Goldberg. But then if he's there, it's kind of a surprise and cool. Uh, but we'll see. I, I gotta imagine he'd do something. Um, that's about it. I don't know. We'll talk more about it next week, but let's get into NXT, because that is coming up on Saturday. Uh, we got five matches. That's it. That's what NXT does. They do five matches. They keep it quick and easy and simple and just get to it and get it over with. Um, you know, a lot of people, Dean Ambrose included, complain about WB and everything, blah, blah, blah. But as much as I feel like people complain about that, people don't praise NXT enough because they're always complaining, oh, the WB did this and it's boring and blah, 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 and it doesn't make any sense and blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, NXT was good, I guess. Oh, yeah, no, NXT was great and you just kind of gloss over that whole thing but again that's not vince that's triple h so and that's the thing you know john moxley kind of his whole thing was more towards vince being like vince just doesn't get it doesn't get the character doesn't that system he, he has his system set up the way it is it doesn't work and maybe that is true i don't who knows i mean we hear we hear you know from him you know as much as you hear from someone like him saying that and sure other guys that, you know, are gone too, like, you know, whoever will complain and whatever. You have guys like the New Day being like, yeah, Vince McMahon basically, like, gave us this idea and we thought it was the dumbest thing ever and now Kofi Kingston's WWE champion. You know, it's like, you know, as much as people like to crap on Vince McMahon and say, oh, he's out of touch and he's old and blah, 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 you know, they said that in the, you know, the 90s. And then look what happened. So it's like, you got to give him credit where, where it's due. Um, not everything always works. And, you know, I don't know. But, like, the guy's not a billionaire through wrestling just for no reason, you know. It's not like he made a ton of money 
as an in oil, and then it's like, oh, I bought a wrestling company or or whatever, you know, or was handed a bunch of money from his dad. I mean, he was handed the company. Granted, I'll grant that. I mean, I'll say that, but like, he kind of took it over more than he was handed it. Uh, for any, you know, you want to get technical about it, but anyways, not the point. NXT Takeover Twenty Five Saturday Night Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, I don't know if it's sold out or not, but if it's not, and you're in the Bridgeport, Connecticut area, maybe you should go check it out. Um, so, kick things off, we got Matt Rill taking on Roddy Strong. Uh, so basically, kind of, like, it's, most of this pay-per-view, or whatever, network special, whatever you want to call it, is, um, surrounds, surrounds the Undisputed Era. Um, and it kind of starts at the top, we'll get to that, but... You know, they've been teasing this whole Roddy Strong and Adam Cole thing not getting along. And there was Matt Riddle was involved and whatever. And ultimately Matt Riddle, or Roddy Strong, I guess, got back at Matt Riddle and got back in Adam Cole's good graces. So now they have a match. Um, I think Matt Riddle's going to win. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really know. I mean, I'm assuming maybe the undisputed, the rest of the undisputed... Era will get involved, but you know, and then again, it kind of matters when they actually place it on the card. But I don't know. Uh, next up, we have a singles match for the NXT North American Championship Velveteen Dream defending against the returning Tyler Breeze. Yes, Tyler Breeze hasn't been used much or at all in WB, especially since Fandango went down with the injury and they stopped doing the whole uh, fashion police thing. I am sorry. Something is going on outside that is making a loud noise. Um, all right, now it's gone. Um, so, what was I saying? Yeah, Tyler Breeze. So they're like, and it makes sense. And I don't understand why they don't haven't done it more with certain guys that they've brought up that have just been like, well, there's no room for them, or just doesn't whatever for whatever reason the the gimmick just doesn't get over in in the main card, or, or just doesn't work, or there's just no room. Or whatever, and it's like, then they just let the guy sit there and not do anything, and it's like, well, why don't you bring him back to NXT for a bit where it was working, and, and, you know, just, and I don't, I don't, and I don't know, like, how that goes over, and maybe it doesn't go over well with the guys, and maybe Tyler Breeze, I mean, obviously Tyler Breeze is there, but does he feel like he got demoted? It's like, he's got a North American Championship match on a NXT card. As opposed to sitting in the back and doing nothing on you know on a raw pay per view or a raw or, or a pay per view or whatever. Like I was just watching the GM mode thing with uh, Tyler Breeze and and Xavier Woods and Tyler Breeze is like, well, we flew Tyler Breeze in specifically just because he wasn't supposed to be here. And I guess maybe that was after they had already decided to bring him back down to XT, but it's like. Yeah, well, even if he was there, was he going to be doing it? Even if he was supposed to be there, like, was he going to do anything? I mean, he hasn't been on TV and or hasn't been much on TV. And certainly not in any sort of, like, angle or anything forever. So it's like, yeah, okay, I'm happy to see Tyler Breeze back down in NXT and actually having a chance to showcase what he can do and have a match on the... NXT on the takeover against Velveteen Dream that he's never fought before, so I'm cool. I'm cool with it. With that said, I think he's going to lose. <laughs> I think Velveteen Dream is going to retain. Uh, so, uh, 
So next up is another weird situation, given what happened. Uh, so obviously the War Raiders, which then became the Viking experience, and then finally the Viking Raiders, um, you know, moved up to Raw, and then, you know, came back down for a match, and we're like, oh, we're going to vacate the titles, and then sort of chaos happened. So they're gone, War Raiders. They're on Raw, even though I don't think they've been on Raw in the last couple of weeks, but regardless. Um, so the belts are vacant, and a bunch of teams are like, well, I want them, I want them, I want them. So they said, Fatal 4-Way ladder match, or whatever, not Fatal 4-Way, I guess. Just ladder match, 4-Way, ladder match, whatever. Um, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch taking the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. Versus the Undisputed Egg, Kylie O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Versus the Forgotten Sons, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler with... Uh, uh, Riker in their corner, I guess, or whatever, however that's going to work, but, so, uh, alright, so, obviously Undisputed Era is the only team that has actually had them, and I think they're going to get them back, I'm going with Undisputed Era. Uh, next up we have Women's Championship, uh, Shayna Baszler taking on Io Shirai. Obviously, Shayna Baszler has her her, her crew and her and Marina Stouffer and Jasmine Duke. I think I'm saying that right. In their uh, in her corner or whatever, Io Shirai is going to have Candice LeRae and potentially someone else, I suppose, in her corner. Um, I think it's time. I think it's time. I don't necessarily know that they'll bring Shayna Baszler up right away. But I think it's time for maybe her to move on. Um, I think it's Io Shirai. I think Io Shirai takes it. I mean, and there's a whole, there's another situation. I mean, they brought up um, uh, what's her face, uh, Kyrie Zane. You know, to tag with. Uh, Oscar and the page in their corner, and they, then they changed their name to uh, to um, the Kabuki Warriors or whatever, and then they kind of just haven't been used. It's <laughs> like okay, well that was fun. Um, it's it's just not enough time for everyone, I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't. It's weird because like you figure with three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown, like there'd be more time to get people in, but it just doesn't work that way. There's just there's a lot of people, and I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing. But I feel like in NXT they get most people in every week. I mean, granted the roster's not as big, and there's probably a lot of people I just don't know because they're never on. I mean, because that's the thing. It's like Punishment Martinez. They signed him, and he had that one match, and then he hasn't been on. Um, and even like Keith Lee, he, he's randomly just randomly on. I know uh, Donovan Dijak got hurt again, or Dijakov, Dijakovic, or whatever they call him. Uh, but I, I mean, there's a lot, just a lot of guys. There's just a lot of people. They have a lot of people signed because they don't want anyone to go to AEW, uh, and they're just they're just fine with keeping people on. Like apparently, it seems as though Shasha Banks is all but done, but they're not gonna let her out of contract. I mean, the revival they tried to try to leave, and Luke Harper, and they're like, nope. Not having him. You're staying here. Um, all right, and then finally, in the main event of the evening, our rematch from a takeover 
New York. It is Johnny Gargano taking, defending the NXT Championship against Adam Cole. Now, the first one was a two out of three falls match, and this one's just the regular match, which... I, I don't know. I feel like you got to up the stakes a little bit, don't you? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I'd, uh, I, I just don't... I can't see them taking it off to Gargano this quickly. I mean, uh, honestly, I would have given it to Cole to begin with and then had Gargano chase it, but whatever. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to take him off. I feel like Roddy Strong... I feel like they pulled the trigger on Strong and, and Cole. Um turning on each other or something but i think that's why you have to get a fish in in o'reilly the the tag titles because you don't want to completely i don't want to say bury but you don't want to completely diminish the undisputed error um especially moving forward if there's going to be something but um yeah there we go so nxt takeover taking place um on um saturday bridgeport connecticut um check it out if you care to obviously the Bruins are playing at the same time so well actually I mean if the Bruins aren't out till eight and this starts at seven might have to do the whole thing I did with games of throwing and money in the bank kind of watch the beginning and then switch off and back on I don't know we'll see what happens but regardless um should be good um so thanks for listening uh as always go to razorvader.blogspot.com um, check me out on Twitter at Razor Vader. Obviously, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher or wherever else you can get find this podcast on the interwebs and all that fun stuff. I will be back. Wow, why did I say that? That was weird. I'll be back. Back. Why did I say it like that? That was weird. I'll be back. Um, I'll be back next week uh, for another episode. Yeah, I just, we're this, these weekly episodes. I mean, there's just so much to talk about. I, I mean. So uh, I'll just keep pumping them out as long as I have something to say, uh, which I probably will. I mean, we'll talk about Bruins next week. We'll talk about probably the NBA Finals a little bit. Uh, let's see how the Red Sox and Yankees fared. Uh, uh, then we got WWE Super Showdown coming up. And then, oh, that's the other thing I completely forgot to mention. So John Moxley, after the whole AEW thing, also says I'm going to New Japan. But then he's... So New Japan has Dominion next week, which we'll talk about next week, uh, with Jericho fighting Okada. Again, another AEW guy, so it's still confusing. So apparently, from what I understand, um, there there's something in their deals, and I don't know if they're the same with Moxley and Jericho, where they're allowing them to do other things up until when the TV show starts. And then once the TV show starts... Um, then they're going to have to be exclusive with the AEW. Now, I don't know if that's just for Moxley or also for Jericho, or if that's just total BS, and I, I don't know. Who knows? But anyways, uh, but he's not... But then Moxley is fighting Juice Robinson, apparently, for the U.S. title, and it's on the Super Juniors? Best of the Super Juniors finale, which is like three days before that, for some reason? Which seems weird to me, because like, why would you have two big shows back to back like that and then why is juice robinson and john moxley on the best of the super juniors they're not exactly juniors but i don't know whatever we'll talk all about all that crap next week so thanks for listening and i will talk to you then